It seemed fitting to bring out that hymn, that calling on moment. A year ago, we were virtual in this, mostly virtual and recognizing in our uh, celebrating my installation with you, mostly virtual in so many ways. And yet here we are a year later, and now what? Now what are we called on to? I'm reminded in considering that it is always good to recognize the value of where one has been on the journey is one of the ways to first answer that question. And about four years or a lifetime ago, however you want to count that at this point, four years or a lifetime, this congregation started an amazing journey. You were finishing one with your previous settled minister, Reverend Michael Brown, who had been with the congregation 27 years and much, so much love and so much work and ministry, so much evolved over that time. Yeah, we can't begin to go into all of that right now, but let me offer a couple of notes. A profound decision to leave where the congregation had been downtown in a beautiful, historic, but challenging building. And to come to this place and build something new in a new location with a new spirit and yet carrying forth the essence of all that had been and the beauty, so much of the core of the beauty that had been carrying forth in the congregation as well. There's been growth in numbers, in regard, in community, in uh, understanding, in families, in people of all ages in that 27-year ministry. And then, you know, people do funny things like decide to retire. And he did. And then it was, what happens next? And it was the first modern search. Let's go, let's call that a modern search of this congregation with like computers, right? And amidst all of that effort, that the search team and I, that we found each other, and I found you, and you found me, and then just at that moment, pandemic, I want to take away that wand. No fairy godmother on that day, thank you. And we had to finish finding a path unlike any other. How to conduct church in a way unlike it's ever been done before under the burden of a global health crisis. The world that had been vast in so many ways shrunk to cameras and squares on screens and we became unexpected and unasked for experts in public health. But this was done together, being faithful 
together. Even while being patient, impatient, frustrated, afraid, and all of the emotions. Finding solutions for every challenge and changing, but also still having to change direction again and again and again. Pivot and plan and pivot and plan and pivot and plan. And each body of each person profoundly and deeply bone-deep tired. And tried to sing to each other, one of the benefits of religious community, trying to sing to each other along the way. Loosen, loosen, baby, you don't have to carry the weight of the world in your muscles and bones. Let go, let go, let go. And ever so slowly with vaccines and masks and medicine and research, we have arrived here, wanting to enter that next promised chapter more fully. It's not going to be what was expected three years ago, even. Ah, 2019, I knew you well. Right? Right? There was a plan. There were hopes. I want to take a pause and recognize that you might wonder, because frankly, I wonder, when everything won't be about the pandemic. Hallelujah. But I'll tell you, it's an irresistible text, meaning I can't get away from it, or we can't get away from it, because of its impact on every element of our lives. Christian theologian in the 20th century, Reinhold Niebuhr, I believe, talked about the value talked about the, the role of the minister, the role of the preacher, is to begin with a newspaper in one hand and a Bible in the other. And this is what we have to do. Because this isn't going away. And talking about it isn't going away because we aren't okay. You know, there's one million dead in this country, right? Then that's an underestimate. I've seen what a million people looks like, and oh my gosh, this isn't okay. But we don't get through this moment without naming that, without naming that sorrow, because this is part of the journey. Part of our task is to face the hardship in life together in all the seasons, in all the seasons that we might weave together a little bit of a little bit of care and strength amidst the brokenness to strengthen our bodies and minds and spirits this is the ministry to our own hearts as well as with friends and neighbors with parents and families with elders and singles as mark morrison reed one of our black unitarian universalist elders reminds us the central task of the religious community is to unveil the bonds that bind us each to all. There is a connectedness, a relationship discovered amidst the particulars of our own lives and the lives of others. And once felt, it inspires us to act. To act for justice, that love in action. It is the church that assures us we are not struggling for justice on our own, but as members of a larger community, 
The religious community is essential, for alone our vision is too narrow to see all that must be seen, and our strength too limited to do all that must be done. And together, our vision widens, and our strength and our faith is renewed. Acknowledging the fullness of life as we're getting ready to move forward makes it more possible to hold what we care as precious and then decide what to do going forward. And now we prepare for the year to come. I want to take a moment to talk about our theme of evolution, where this came from. It emerged. This theme of evolution emerged from the energy of those of us planning because we were thinking about everything that has happened. Not just the last few years, but the whole course and arc of the congregation and of Unitarian Universalism and all that has been learned, all that remains challenging as well, all that remains unfinished, all that remains as live and living tasks before us, but also, but also all that can be, all that can be. These cur this congregation's aspirations of embracing freedom and loving inclusively and growing in mind, body, and spirit and truly wanting to help be part of healing the world, all of these are still carrying forward. All of this is still true. All of this is still our work. You know, a couple of years ago, when I started, the themes I offered were connection and covenant and quality. We just needed to be together in all the ways that we could and try to attend to each other and live into the promises that had been made. This year, the key words I took from my installation from the Reverend Keith Cron, being a congregation of joy, I think the story today might have helped fulfill that. Being a congregation of grief, recognizing all the hardship, and being a congregation of service, being a congregation of wanting to be with each other and assist, and still, even with all of our personal concerns, still being mindful of the world, still being want, wanting to be part of what's going on. And next year, as the religious education search has been going on, as the board has been talking about the needs of the congregation, next year, the themes we're looking at are indeed community again, because boy, howdy, we need it again. But families, all the ways that we gather, and leadership development, or development for all of us, really faith development. I want to talk about something that's been broadening my way of looking at all of these themes, all that we're striving for at this moment. In our current Thursday night adult ed program, we're exploring core values in Unitarian Universalism uh, as part of a larger conversation. Um, and the core values as stated, some people know it most frequently, is our seven principles and our six sources. Those have been largely kind of as they were since they came into formation and were voted in in 1984. I mean, when I was in middle school, I'll just put that. So it's been a while. 
yeah, it's been a while, 1984, it's been a while. And we're opening up the conversation because we're not who we were as a faith in the 1980s. We're not who we were then. And some things, like the fashion of that time, need to stay in the past. I was a child of the 80s. Let me tell you, don't bring it back. Mm -mm. But some will and should carry forward. Paula Cole Jones is one of those voices that's helping us to carry things forward. She's a black uh, educator, speaker, teacher, organizer, community builder. And she's the person who's been talking about our eighth principle that calls us into beloved community for and, and anti-racism work and justice. He's a lay leader who grew up in All Souls Unitarian in Washington, D.C., and is reminding us of our hope and our ability and is calling us on to more. And in 2020, she talked about, or 2019, must have been 2019, that she talked about her understanding of community at this point. And she was naming what she was calling was a community of communities where recognizing, as we have in our congregations, all of these different ways that people enter and might find a small group with which to connect. It could be the choir. It could be, in our case, the small group ministries, the covenant circles. Uh, it could be in religious education. It could be in, in the adult ed programming. All kinds of ways that people enter into and find their own little body of people to be with in a congregation of any size. And as she's calling us on to continue our anti-racism and multicultural work, she's reminding us that we've already done so much shifting of our culture. Our theology is developing, but we're also shifting how we are with one another. In Unitarian Versalism, we've done major shifts, becoming more welcoming of folks who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning, and queer. That really started back in the 1960s, the 1970s. We did that also with gender concerns starting back in the 1970s and 80s and 90s with including being more inclusive of, of women. We keep moving forward. We keep amplifying and doing the good work of saying, okay, what is the justice work that we need to do now? But in our congregations, in our congregations, I am reminded that what some of the evolution that we're doing at this point of the last few years is that we are, that there is more to the congregation than who is sitting here in the pews. That's one of our great learnings of the past year, couple of years, is that there's more than who we see in front of us. We've become truly multicellular, if you will, and even asynchronous, meaning that we encounter church in different ways at different times. The Sunday morning is certainly the central shared experience, and I am a big fan of Sunday morning. And us doing all, all of us doing our best to bring our best and be our best and even be our best and broken selves here. 
in this moment. But there's also so much more happening in any given time. As Marge Piercy reminds us, the connections show up slowly and underground and aren't always necessarily known by everyone. I mean, honestly, I'm still taking in to account the kind of the nodular nature of church, especially as it is now, that there's people who will be watching the service and I have no idea who they are. It'll be like a week, a month from now, who knows when. But we're finding each other in ways we're finding each other in ways that some of us will never understand. Some of us are never going to embrace the technology, and that's okay, too. And that's okay, too. And yet, here we all are. This congregation's already been working on evolving, already working toward this place and this moment and this time when we could be doing something next and new, already putting in the structures that would have made it easier to for the end of Michael Brown's ministry, then to come into this ministry in this moment and making more people be able to be involved. We have learned so much. The pandemic was this opportunity to reveal the fractures in our social systems, how much people need each other, how much each has our own hardship, and how much it means to be in an institution such as this. Because a faith community is uniquely qualified in our society to be a place where individuals and families gather for generations and ask the questions of our lives and sometimes make an emotional mess in the process and still be able to find love and care and learning, a learning together that never ends. One of my favorite recent quotes of this moment is that we don't have a religious education program. We are a religious education program. We are, let me say it again, we are a religious education program. Because we keep developing as humans, as people, as beings of faith throughout our entire lives. We keep moving forward. One of the reminders I had is what, so these are some things that I've already known and we've already talked about, but I want to offer one that, that is trying to, that I'm, it's kind of opening my mind a little bit more, reminding me that there are more perspectives. Paula Cole Jones points out in her experience uh, in growing up in Unitarian Universalism that she didn't know it as a white church. But she was with All Souls DC, All Souls and uh, Unitarian in Washington DC. There was racial diversity in the ministers, in the religious educators, in music, in lay leadership. It was not a white experience. And every time she hears that, her brain has to say, wait, no. She was trying to caution us against confusing our culture with theology, because it's not the theology that keeps us in any one racial profile. It's how we understand ourselves. Reverend Tet Gallardo from the Philippines, who was our guest minister back in November, uh, she also brought home the fact that there's broader ways to understand what we're about. Uh, that 
the Unitarians who might be in like India, for example, they're not white either, right? The point, the point is to help us understand how much we are still shifting and evolving in our perspectives, our practices, that we get to be deeply multicultural, deeply, broadly different in our perspectives. I think what we're striving for ultimately, let me offer what we're striving for ultimately, is to be a community of people who want to be emotionally authentic and able to address conflict. We want to be able to be real with each other, not, not the absence of conflict that says, it seems to say everything is okay and that we're friendly and having pie and cookies together and these are nice things, but how do we encounter each other when it's really hard? We want to be multi-generational, multicultural, multiracial, because a liberal approach to religion is not confined to one time or place or people or generation. We want to be a religious community recognizing that we are made up of so many individual parts, so many smaller groups who are also committed to a search for truth and meaning, a dynamic relationship between liberation and accountability, freedom and responsibility, and that we are motivated by love, practiced in compassion and in service to others, that we bring love into action with justice, we bring our values into action, our principles into action. This can be a faith that is, we want to offer a faith that is, trans, remember the faith that transformed us in the first place, that brought us here in the first place, and then bring that out into the world. You know, the first moment I walked into this sanctuary, I felt the expansiveness of the room, to be sure. But what I also felt more powerfully was the potential the expansive nature of the community, the expansive potential and possibility of this place and the people that had made it possible. And what would come when you and my, your and my ministries became a we and an us, I felt like I could spread some wings and soar like that butterfly, right? This is a place of greatness in service to our larger hope. Let us continue to move forward, continue to evolve and discover. The evolution is televised. It is. The evolution is televised, and it's on Zoom and Facebook and YouTube as well as in person. Let us be deep and local. Tend to each other. Create networks in these the assorted cells that comprise the congregation. Be deep and local in tending to our grief, to misunderstanding, to hurt, to accidents. Be deep and local in our spiritual practices and our love and our passions and sharing them with others, making that visible to our neighbors and friends here.
Let us know where we are. Locate ourselves in this place, deeply present to this time and place in this congregation, and then move forward. Move onward. In creating a beloved community created, devoted to justice, in caring for people of all ages, and in offering a liberal presence and a liberal approach to religion in our larger community. Are you ready for the evolution? Let's go. Amen.